Good morning, it's Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ and uh, it is uh, King's birthday, it's well, King's birthday Monday. Uh, morning Izzy, how's uh, Chicha treating you brother? Good morning, yep, not, not too bad, just been uh, watching a bit of the golf, ripping in and looking over all the weekend sport, there was plenty going on, how you lot, how you lot, all good? All good. Oh, good morning, mate. How you going? All good, all good. Nice and uh, fresh up here this morning, is it? was cold up here yesterday, up here in Auckland, but um, this morning I think that winter uh, that winter's definitely arrived here on our doorstep. We had a, had a nice uh, little bit of sun come out yesterday afternoon, but apart from that, um, yeah, mate, got it to rug up. Had to rug up this morning coming down here. I was getting a bit... Uh, but worried that might get might be getting a real deep frost uh, early on this morning. But uh, quiet, quiet in here this morning on King's birthday, which is different to Queen's birthday, isn't it? Because that uh, Charles mm. is now in charge. Yep, <laughs> long weekend, long weekend. Yep, the King's birthday and uh, big four-hour show today. So we've got plenty coming up, and uh, hope you had a good weekend. Obviously, another day. Uh, to a relaxing refresh, and uh, if you're tuned in, enjoy the show. We've got a big show coming up. What do we got coming up, Ken Pete? Mate, we have got a big show today. We're coming out at 7 o'clock with Mills Mullione. Obviously, the uh, the finals have been set uh, after some uh, upsets on the weekend, but uh, it's taking some pretty familiar shape around the New Zealand teams that will be playing in those finals, the Super, Fifth, uh, Super Finals coming up, so we'll talk to Mills about that. Uh, then we're going to Tom Abercrombie. He announced his retirement from the, from the Tall Blacks. A huge career in basketball with the Tall Blacks and, and uh, obviously with the NBA Finals, we'll talk to him a bit, a bit about that as well. K- Casey Kapoor will be coming on because the Nepal Final was last night and the Mystics got the job done. She'll give us a bit of uh, her thoughts on that. Andrew Webster with the Dolphins on Saturday night. What a clinic. I sort of knew that uh, the score was going to you know, I guess when you when you have five tries disallowed the week before, I actually thought that against Brisbane they'd go down there and give them a bit of a tonking, but they just couldn't get their ball down. And so you knew it was in the in the making, and uh, then they turn it on in the second half against the Dolphins there in front of twenty three thousand people. So we will be coming on, and you know it's really important this game down in Canberra. It's uh, there's a there's a three hundred gamer in that game. They need to go and get it before they go to the ball. We'll talk to him as well, and then Tony Angeloff will talk about. Well, what what I guess was the biggest highway robbery yesterday, when Kai Cutter France got uh, got done on the cards. I just watched again the replay of the announcement, and like talk about deflating, you know, mm. um, poor Kai. He's gone over there. He's done everything that he can on the main card and didn't get the uh, the decision. Like I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do with that. The the amount of times that that's happened in boxing, and now we've seen it in UFC. Uh, I feel real sorry for Kai Cutter France because he wanted a shot at that title and he has to go back to the drawing board. So we'll talk to Tony Angeloff about that. Lots, lots else going on. Obviously, big weekend of racing um, and mm. and all sorts mm. of other sport. Uh, but we'll we'll leave that for a little bit later on in the show, eh? <laughs> Why? Why, Tony? Come on, pick it up, mate. Oh, hey, mate. A little double up. A double up, I'll say, oh. and your and your horse, because that's where he's going in the end. He's going down to <laughs> Israel Dag's little paddock when he finally gets put to but pasture. But you're not spelling him. 
You're not spelling. Oh, you man. rang me. You rang me way too <laughs> soon to say that. Hey, I, I think um, you know I want him to go to a good home, and then we're thinking about you at the end of the year. You ain't spelling him, Tony. No chance. <laughs> that thing's going so good. Oh, he is. He is. I'll tell you what. He's a dead set winter horse. Old Jam just <laughs> asked me, and uh, the way that he won down in Fonganui on the weekend. Uh, was very, very impressive. So he'll go probably to the Winter Cup, uh, which is down on the 5th of August. And Alan's been on the phone all weekend talking about, you know, how well he's going and just how well he went out there and won on the weekend. And, and of course, everyone got paid. So, um, yeah, no, mate, it was a good it was a good start to the weekend, you know, because you get a little bit nervous. Like Alan had set the horse mm. for that particular race and then he's – come out carrying 60 kilos the race before and just destroyed them. So you're thinking, well, I hope it, we haven't gone a week too early. But when you go for weight for age and they've got to carry the same weight, like he carries 60 kilos wherever he goes. Then they go back to weight for mm. age at 57 kilos. They've all got to come up to him. He loses, you know, a couple of kilos. And, you know, I guess when you're – Alan reckons when you – you're a horse and you've got that type of weight on you, it changes, changes everything. So he's used mm. to running it, and it sort of it looked like that too, is when he when he came down with Parks, he brought him around the corner and, you know, just found the ground. He'd won on the previous race, Parks. He, you know, they were going wide. He just said the ground was the same down where he decided to take his um, his his track. And, of course, mm. the rest is history. Just, mate, it was, I'll tell you what, it went for another 400 metres. It wins by 20 lengths. Oh, better mate. And better. It, it scares them, doesn't it? Look, there's only five horses in the race, six horses. Time's ticking. Obviously, the the closest competitor. Have we got an update on time's ticking? Did, did it break no. down or just couldn't get over the ground? Yeah, well, I I don't know. Normally, the jockeys, when they know that they're not travelling well and they pull them up, there's something mm. definite wrong. And I was watching time's ticking. He looked really good, time's ticking. He jumped out. And our boy, you know, this is a difference with, with our boy. Like, Parksy has really settled our boy. Like, he doesn't get out of the gates. Mm. Like, he hasn't ever mm. got out of the gates. He's normally chasing I know, jump right. six six <laughs> lengths last and then coming, coming <laughs> over the top of them. But Parksy in the last two races has got him right into the race. And then when he's come around that, that corner, he's just taken off. And um, mm. time sticking was looking really good, just sat, sat on our, our sort of outside and, you know, getting into the race. That was obviously the plan was just to bring him into the race and, and follow uh, Just Ask Me along. But when they got to that corner, it was like he was treading quicksand, you know what I mean? Like he just, it looked like he was, oh man, he's gone. Like So that's time ticking's gone. And then when he pulled up, and T. Lee said that when he when he came across, because he cantered across the line, he said, oh, I hope time's ticking's okay. But I, I haven't heard the update um, on that. Al would know, I'll speak to him this week, we'll t- tell you later on. But it was a dead set. Between those two, they're rated. I think there's a point difference rating in them. Uh, time sticking is the same. He's got to carry the weight all the time. So, but unfortunately, um, you know, for time sticking, he just obviously something didn't go quite right. But you know, in the end, uh, we were hoping that just ask me got the job done. And yeah, he's set. Yep. I think he's set. I think. Uh, What's next, Kempy? Uh, there's a couple more races. He'll probably run in the Upanaki Cup, which is down in Taranaki. Um, he'll mm. carry big weight in that. You know, we don't, we we're not expecting. Uh, well, the only thing with him is that he's going so well. You, I guess you, you're back against him at your peril because he's he is mm. probably in you know the form of his life at the moment. And then he'll definitely go down to Christchurch. So Al's already nominated him for the um, Winter Cup yesterday. I think he's a dead set mm. chance. I think he's a dead set you chance. Know. 
And you know, come you know, stay with Dagger. And you, you can't know, stay with Uncle Dagger. And you know, at uh, six six o at five fifteen this morning, I was on the Air New Zealand app, mate, and booking those sixty dollars flights. I'm on. <laughs> Good. <laughs> oh, look at you! You got full pockets. You're getting an early because so you can get a cheaper rate. Oh, yeah, I love the more it. You can put on. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Well done, Kempi and you, Rick Dog. How was your weekend? Yeah, good, brother. Good. Uh, well, except that everything I backed turned to custard. I, I, I've got the full. Oh pool, my! I've got the full oh, pool I, I cus- uh, anchor going on. <laughs> I got just. I woke up sun, Sunday morning and I'm thinking, surely that Maltese's dead setter. Oh, oh no, Moana Pacifica have upset the Rick Dog. <laughs> oh, mate, I, had, I, I, I took the draw to beat the Reds. I took the Canes to beat the Crusaders. I was, and then my anchor was the Tars at a dollar twenty to beat Owen thirteen Moana Pacifica. And I'm watching the scoreboard. And like, it was funny when we had a mate over for dinner, so we catch up with him. And I, so I didn't have it on the telly. I'm just I, up watching updates on the phone. I was like, why do they keep scoring? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on? And then, you know, so, uh, yeah, that was like, I had 50 bucks on that Maldi. He was paying 280 I was oh. just like, I was like, oh, yeah, this will come in. This will come in. This will oh, come in. Oh, that's nice, too. Uh, yeah, uh, it didn't happen. Uh, to, and, it, and it followed off the back of, and oh, I'm not, this, this is not Kempi's fault, because what you guys just <laughs> talked about. But Friday morning, Kempi's like, get on Just Ask Me, and then t- put time ticking for second and for, Get get on the get on the oh. Oh, get on the Quinella. So I got on the Quinella for that. Right. And I didn't back just ask to be outright, just did the Quinella bit. That fell over too. It's a, it's, oh. a, it's a tough it's a tough one when you get you get rivered by a dead set. Dead set what you think is a dead set <laughs> w- winner and then they come out and they put in that performance. Like I've deleted the app. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. The app's gone. It ruined me, Kimpy Rick. Like there was a race, I think it was in the last at Wanganui, and it was J C Baby, and it was taking on Grand Prospect. Grand Prospect, I was just doing some reading. It's it's gone okay anyway. Grand Prospect, I went on Grand Prospect because I love the odds. It was paying fourteen bucks to win. I went on the nose, and it just got bobbed out at the line to J C Baby. So I was tossing up between those two, and one of my other multis that already um, went. I had JC Baby for an anchor to win. So what did I do? I went on Grand Prospect. If I had gone the Quinella, it paid 35 bucks, And I was like, you mug. That's annoying. You absolute mug. Why don't you just put them both in and you wouldn't have to delete the app? So... I'm done. I'm over it. <laughs> oh, oh, mate. So yeah. So that was that was that was part of my weekend. See, the other the other part of my weekend was of course the FA Cup final was on. So uh, I yes, and uh, Manchester City scored the fastest goal in FA Cup final history, thirteen <laughs> seconds. And my, it was funny because I sat at home and the missus said, "Oh, you know," because I was talking about going out with a couple of mates, and then I was like, "Oh no, I'll just sit at home and watch it. It's cozy, you know, mm. cheaper." Yeah, yeah. And then she was like, "I'll yeah. sit up and watch it with you." I was like, "Okay." 13 seconds in, and she goes, that was quick, wasn't it? <laughs> and I was like, yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> oh, but, but, but on the, the flip eyes. side, <laughs> yeah. on the flip side, they're still in for the triple. Man, Man City. City. Huh? Oh, no, we hate we hate talking about Man City, Rick Dog. You know, uh, but yeah, they're for the triple. Yeah, they, they, and they, you know, they're looking good. Basically, uh, one, uh, one team could stand their way into Milan. 
uh, next weekend mm. uh, for the for the you know and I mean the treble's only been done uh, Champions League Premier League FA Cup's only ever been done once before in 1999 by Manchester United and that was the thing for the United oh, that'll fans hurt. that'll hurt Man yeah. City do it yeah well that was the thing for the United fans is like it's not so much about us winning the FA Cup it's about us stopping them mm. getting the treble and where's the where's the game played the big one the Turkey Turkey that's right they go to Turkey so it's a neutral neutral venue but uh, yeah that is going to be a massive game this weekend cool since Milan uh have been going so well in the league this year, but they're doing all right in Europe, and they were the defending Italian champions last year. So uh, they're no they're no mugs, but man, the city team's pretty damn good. Israel, what about yeah, you, yes, mate? Tony? What about you? What were you doing? What were you what doing? Was I doing? Because I know there was a big <laughs> game on the weekend, and we're yet to talk about it. <laughs> what game's that? You know that one, the patched one, the patched game. Oh, was Coles oh the end of the Coles season, dead rubber. Was Coles <laughs> Was <laughs> Colsey? Was it just the game for Colsey? Just yeah, because it was his last game, was it? Honestly, love him when he's on your side. He is an absolute <laughs> prick, isn't he? Honestly, some oh. of the nah. Look, I, I love Colsey, and it's good, man. Like if you're going to beat this Crusaders side, you have to get them off their game. They they play a structured game. They love a set piece. They really they get into their rhythm. You have to upset them, and that's what the Chiefs were able to do in 2012, 2013. They upset the Crusaders, took them away from their structured game, and and got the trophy in the end. Well, the Hurricanes really highlighted what you can do to rattle this side. Dane Coles, masterstroke from the man, because he got Cody Taylor Simbind, changed the momentum of the game, and the Crusaders lose. It's yeah. uh. It, it, look, on, if I'm going to be honest, Rick Dog mm. and Kimpy, I think I think it's going to be um, a tough ass for this Crusaders side. They've got a ton of injuries. The set piece, like in the front row, I don't even know who's in the front row. And John R. Four hasn't been clearance, so they're going to have to rely on Ruben O'Neill and Cody and and oh, Tomaiti Williams, which is okay, but they're just going to struggle. Halfbacks, you know. Mitchell Drummond got injured, so they had Louis Chapman making his debut with Lamb, a guy I've never even heard of. So um, I think they'll win this week against one of the great stories of Super Rugby with the draw. Um, and then they're probably going to have the Blues at home, which will be tough two final mm. games. But uh, I'll hold the faith. My patch is still on. Okay, still got the eye patch on. Still got the eye patch on. Oh, to be honest, um, as if I thought that they, you know, at half time, I thought, oh, yeah, Crusaders going to get this done. Because that was what it like. What do you what changed in the second half? Um, I, I think they went into half time and the momentum just shifted and they started getting real gains on the edge. So they probably went in, showed a, a few clips of the way that Crusaders are defending, listifying Nicku, great it with ball in hand, but I just get he just gets a little bit lost on the on the edge, whether they coming in too tight, and then Billy Proctor and, and the guys outside him just absolutely destroyed them and, and opened them up. So Cam Roygaard, just another really tick in his in his um, department for for his performance. I thought he was outstanding in the second half, but just momentum. They they won the battle, they won the kicking battle, and they just kept them pinned down their own end. And when you when you do that against a side of winning the territory, it goes a long way. Yeah, mate, it was it was absolutely massive. And you talked about Dane Coles. I I just loved as Cody Taylor's walking off to be to go to the sin bin. Dane Coles is just pointing at the side of his head, going, "We're in oh. your head. We're in your head. We're in your head." <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be. Oh. It is actually going to be a real good final series. I think the way that it's played out. Do you think the Hurricanes can go 
over uh, to Australia and get the job done because if they can, that's going to sort of, I reckon, the, make the second week a lot better. They can. They can definitely go over and, and uh, upset the, uh, the the Brumbies, definitely over there. They, they went over there last year and, and they had a pretty similar um, season to what they did last year. They got pumped last year in the quarterfinal, so they'll be remembering that. And uh, they've got a bit of momentum. That's the first time they've been in the top three side in the competition, and they'd had a tough couple of weeks against Kiwi sides. So they'll definitely go over with, with full belief, and uh, they've got a few players leaving. And if they do, oh, man, it, it, it makes for a juicy <laughs> rematch down here in, in the South Island. If the, Crus- the Crusaders will get up against a draw, if the Hurricanes come to the South... And you remember that infamous moment, the hand of God, the hand of Sam Whitelock in the semi-final <laughs> to, like, a couple of years ago. They won't forget that anytime soon. And in 2016, when they went on their march to win the title, they came here and absolutely pumped us and went from fourth to first to win the competition. So, ooh, watch that space. I reckon Kempi, Rick Dog. And yeah. what, about the Drew, what about the Drew, mate? Isn't that a fairy tale? Oh, so good, Kimpy. So good. We're going to have to wait after, I think it's 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock, we've got a Super Rugby chat, and I'll be talking a bit about the drawer and that momentous occasion. It's so good. They're good, good inclusion for the competition, and even more out of Pacifica getting up a win for, for Aaron Major, sending them off on the right note. So, yep, plenty to talk about. Plenty to talk about. We want to talk about a crusader that had a win, though, Izzy. Just, just, just for you, just to make you, your your king's birthday start <laughs> a little bit easier. Uh, it does the win doesn't get any bigger than this. Uh, you have to call him Sir Wayne now. The king's honours list, Sir Wayne Smith. He's got a knighthood, and I can't wait. Question of the day. It was going to be Go something get different. Started. Was going to be something different, but now it's this. Can't wait. Question of the day. So I had something about a, about hoodoos, but we'll, we'll talk. We'll use that. We'll talk about that later on. But I reckon this is better. Who deserves a knighthood that doesn't have one? Sir Wayne Smith's got one now. So if you were going to uh, knight any any sportsman, who would it be? Who deserves a knighthood that hasn't got one? Wow, changing it up, changing it up. So well, oh, don't get Kimpy started, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this is something. Not a, not another rugby player getting a, oh, getting a knighthood. <laughs> so got, you've really I opened up. I see where you're leading here. They've got to keep rugby in the news somehow, so they're just giving our way knighthoods now. <laughs> Don't get Kimpy started. Oh, go, go on then, Tony. Fire away. Uh, no, look, look, I've got to say, <laughs> I pulled open the papers this morning while I was having my coffee, and the first thing I saw was another knighthood for the great rugby union players in this country. <laughs> like, it's, mate, is it, we might as well just give them, like, they've like Weebix cards now these days. <laughs> Seriously. No, um, no, no, it's not Weebix cards. It's for success. So when you win something, <laughs> you get recognition. I think that's where. You're lacking in the league department. <laughs> yeah. you, you do your job, but do you win? Oh, Unsure. I, and I had no, on the other on the other question, which was the biggest hoodoo, and that was it. That was my answer. Was like, mate, the kangaroos. They're the biggest, our biggest hoodoo ever because we just can't beat them. But yeah, look. Oh, look, I took my hat to Wayne Smith. He's actually a really champion bloke. He's a real champion bloke. And uh, if I was thinking of someone else that would probably deserve a knighthood. I would, I would have to say in our sport, I would, I would think about Benji. 
You know, and yeah. I, like, yeah. I wrote a I wrote a, a text message to Benji when he was in the Blues. You know, he was in that bad bad sort of going through that little bad patch, and they dropped him from the Kiwis, and he couldn't make it. And I I actually stood up at an uh, NZRL AGM, and I said, "You guys have got this so wrong. You should be phoning that guy." and giving him a life membership here at the organisation for what he's done for rugby league in New Zealand. Because Benji, people see Benji the player, um, but Benji actually changed a lot of kids' minds to play for the country because we would have lost a lot of those players to New South Wales and Queensland when he was standing across the other side as an under-15, it was a junior Kiwi, I think it was, maybe under-15 junior Kiwi, and he was watching the haka and he said, I'm in the wrong jersey because he was in a kangaroo jersey. Yeah. He said, I'm in a wrong jersey. And so he comes back over here. But then he went on a road show. Um, we took him on a road show and him and Kieran Foran and that. And they basically convinced all these kids to play for New Zealand because they were in the New South Wales, Queensland pathways. Um, and then he's gone on and he's won, obviously won a World Cup. He's won everything that you can in rugby league, his grand final, mm. stuff like that. And we just don't, you know, the other thing that we do that, when I pick up and look at the King's Honours, like I don't really care too much about those honours, to be brutally honest. But when I do read through it, I do read through it and see if there's a rugby league person in there. Um, mm. And it's just, you know, you're right. We, I think we don't really celebrate that enough. I'm not really worried about that one. I'm worried about our own people celebrating success, you know, in, in our sport. But, you know, I, gotta, I, I do have to say, Wayne Smith, champion bloke, absolute champion bloke. Mm. Um, I didn't think about it until I pulled the paper open, and in my head I just went, oh, of course, you know. He, mm. he, and you're dead right, is around success. He is success. That is what success looks like. Anyone that thought that after that that trip up to the Northern Hemisphere where they got tonked by England, that within 12 yeah. months he was lifting a World Cup, um, there was n- there, no one thought they'd do that, and he's gone and done that. So congratulations, <laughs> Mr Smith. It's <laughs> a fair shout, Kempi. Like um, Benji Marshall, like he's the reason I watch league. You know, I love watching him play. The reason I why I support the West Tigers because of Benji. You know, and that's what you need. You need to have an influence and, and an impact in the community. And that's what he's done for me. And I know there'd be plenty out there as well. He's won. He's won a title. He's um, you know been to World Cups, been successful in a World Cup. Like he's he's done it. So there is success there for Benji. I could definitely see him. Another one, boys. I'll just quickly rattle off. I, I think um, a bloke I know very well down here, and and I think he's done a huge influence. He has a huge impact on the way um, cricket has turned out. He was one of the leading figures in changing the game. And I think uh, Stephen Fleming. Mm. I think Fleming would mm. would be a, a dead set. What he's been doing for the Chennai Super Kings. They won five titles. He can do whatever in India. At the moment, but uh, I think Stephen Fleming will will go close to getting one. Whether he'd accept it, I don't think Smithy would accept it. I know we're going to move on, but I just, uh, I just Wayne Smith. He doesn't like getting the recognition, and that's probably why we found out straight on the day that he's getting one because he didn't want anyone to know. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's awesome. Well done to he, Smithy. He'll, he'll have disappeared somewhere out of range with his caravan. Like, yeah. just like <laughs> mobile phone switched off. Thanks. I'm good. I'm good. Keep your text coming through. Double eight, double three, double eight, double three. I can't wait. Question of the day. Sir Wayne Smith has a knighthood. Who else deserves a knighthood that doesn't have one in New Zealand sporting landscape? Let us know. Double eight, double three. That is the temper bed post text machine or 0800 150 811. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance.